0: Welcome to the year 2022, and welcome back to another episode of Librarians with Lattes. I'm your host, Amanda Lau, Outreach and Marketing Librarian here at the University Libraries at Albany. Today, I'm joined by two of our library ambassadors, Joanne Mulligan and Kelly Bartlett. How are you both doing this morning? I am doing good. Yeah, I'm doing well. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I got any New Year's resolutions you've been working on?
1: I do. Um, my goal for this year is to run a mile every single day, so I've been working on that. It's going pretty well so far. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. And how about you, Joanne?
0: I am hoping to get through my last semester of grad school with minimal tears. Um, so that is my resolution. I do walk. I'm hoping to... I walk about two miles a day. I'm hoping maybe do a little more, um, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> minimal tears is a good resolution.
0: I think so. <laughs> it, it's been, it's been a long seven years of education, and so the end is in sight. I hear you. I went straight through from undergrad to graduate school, so I can like sympathize with <laughs> wanting it to be over. <laughs> I, I love it, but I just, um, it's been a lot. You want a break? I want a break. You want a break. I can understand that completely. Well, before we dive into today's topic of conversation, you know I have to ask, as is tradition on this show, what have you been sipping on this morning? I had a passion fruit smoothie after my walk today, Ooh. so that really started my morning off well. That sounds really good. Did you make <laughs> it yourself or did you buy it? Um, I made it. My mom, for my birthday, I got a one of those food magic bullets, and so it really makes up a nice smoothie. I put a yogurt and almond milk in it. Jealous. That sounds delicious. <laughs> it, oh, my gosh. It really starts the morning out on a nice note.
1: Um, Well, I went to Starbucks this morning and I got an iced coffee with oat milk. So not as healthy, but still delicious.
0: Oat milk is like super big. My husband just bought like a big thing of oat milk for our fridge because he makes like French press coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I can't get into the oat milk thing. If I'm like, I want oat milk, I make oatmeal and eat
1: it. Yeah, that's (laughs) kind of what it tastes (laughs) like.
0: I've, I've never had it, so I don't. Does it taste like oatmeal? I mean, like, I know it's yes. oat milk. Yeah, it kind of has, like, an oaty, almost, like,
1: earthy. I know that's kind of gross for some people. <laughs> taste to it. I really enjoy it, though.
0: Hey, to each their own. Um, I've just been drinking water, as been had the case for the past couple months, though I was very tempted to get hot chocolate at Starbucks this morning. Mm. Uh, maybe later today, if they're open on campus still. It's always, like... A, a guess once we get into intercession, whether there's going to be something open on campus, so we'll see. <laughs> That's true,
1: but at least if it is open, the line won't be that bad. You know, yeah. when campus is actually up and running, you could stand in line for half an hour. Very true. You have to hit that sweet spot
0: of between classes mm-hmm. to figure it out. I still haven't figured out the, the magic times yet. I was going to like treat myself to one one day, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of an odd time. And I showed up, I'm like, oh, my God, there's no one in line. This is perfect. And then I'm waiting, and, like, seven people came behind me. I was like, I got here at the perfect time. But did they have everything in stock, though? That's yes, because I only, I only drink the strawberry acai. So as long as they have that, then it can be out of everything else. But as long as they have that. That's one of my go-tos. They, I always ask for extra ice. and They look at me like I have, like, five heads. So I'm like, sometimes I don't get to it, and it just sits in my office, so I need it to stay cold. But then it gets, like, watery if you have all that have ice in there. That is not as sweet tasting. I that could be, be sweet. So, I digress though. <laughs> <laughs> so on to today's topic, the libraries and graduate students since the both of you are graduate students. So I have to start by asking what are you studying and when is your expected graduation? I am studying library science. Um, so it's information science with a concentration in libraries. Um, public libraries specifically. My graduation date is hopefully May 2022. If everything goes well, knock on wood. Um, but yes, so that's my,
1: my course of study. Awesome. I am in my second year of the dual master's program. So in English literature and library science and my um, information science, I guess. My concentration is in archives and records and my projected graduation date will be in the fall of next year. I'm finishing up my coursework this next semester, so, like, this spring, and um, then I'm just going to work on my thesis in the fall. Whatever Thank that's you. going to be. haven't so figured it out yet. very close for the both of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought I was going to have to graduate in the fall, but I wasn't aware you could take your internship with other classes. So wow. I was like, I have two left in the spring and then my internship in the fall, but now I can do them all at the same time, which, hopefully, that's a good idea. Um, but, We'll say. Hey, if you wind up staying longer, that just means the longer I have you as library masters. That's what
1: we're thinking. That's
0: yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> so, since you're both studying um, library science, and I know Kelly, you're, you have the addition of the English degree too. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of positions do you, do you foresee your, both of yourselves going into after you graduate? What's the goal? My goal is a public library that's small. I really like the small ones that have like personality to the buildings. Um, I really really like those. That's where I like see myself. Um, Director, maybe. I think I don't want to start out as one. Start at maybe reference or youth services. I like working with teens um, because I do read a lot of young adult and um, that's kind of when I started really focusing on library science when I was a teen, so maybe convince them to be librarians too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so a small library, kind of
1: wherever. I love them. that. Do you want to be my boss one day? Sure. That would be so much fun. Um, never, never, me. I. I don't really have a clear path. Um, I'm terrible at making decisions. That's why I That's had fine. two bachelor's degrees, two master's degrees. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm thinking I would like to work at um, maybe an academic library for like a university, but I'm also open to working in a museum specifically i guess i would really like to work at like a museum or an archive associated with a national park i think that would be so exciting because i love being outdoors and in nature and it would be able to tie some of my interests together so that's kind of what i'm keeping my eye out for
0: there are so i will tell you there are so many different like what what people would consider non-traditional librarian paths at all these like really cool places like uh like for instance, you can be like a wine librarian, right? How cool would that be? Or like on a cruise ship, or there's so many different options that people just don't consider. So, definitely, you know, you have a hard time making decisions. Just you know, that means you have a lot of options available to you. Hey, that, That's you how we're trying to frame it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joanne, have you been to uh, the Jones Library in Massachusetts in Amherst? I have not. Highly recommend if you like the smaller library scene with, like, very niche kind of specialized things. It's the town where Emily Dickinson's homestead is, if that's Mm. something of interest to you. Uh, And they have a bunch of her materials, as well as Robert Frost. Okay. Um, So I highly recommend a visit. Okay. Very cool. And their children's and adult space is, like, beautiful. That's, like, my... When we go on like, vacation places, we'll like stop, and I'll be like, a oh, library, we have to go look at it. Me too. Cause we went to, I think we were like in Cooperstown or something. We went to, maybe it was where Norman Rockwell Museum was, and there was like a library, and I'm like, we have to go. Well, my sister's like, no, we're not going to the library. I'm like, no, we have to. We don't understand. <laughs> it looks like a really pretty building. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was super nice. I go on library tours. I, my husband doesn't mind. I'm good that I, like, my husband is really chill with like, let's stop at all the libraries and all the vacation spots. Like, we went to Manchester, uh, Vermont, and uh, they also have a really gorgeous library there. And, you know, we popped in, and I was just like, wow, if I worked in a public library, these are some of the <laughs> options I could have. Like, I feel like academic libraries, unless they're private ones, aren't as pretty. Not to mm-hmm. not be Dewey, per- Dewey is pretty. Dewey is pretty. pretty. They have the, the stained glass. I think it's because it's a way older building, but the newer ones are just these stone. Like, or brick. like concrete
1: monstrosities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. They're like, they're not as pretty. I like, again, I love, I love where I am, but it's not as pretty of a building. I'm sorry, Albany. <laughs> uh, science library also, let's for the staircases. Staircases are kind of cool in science library. Oh, yeah, they're great. So you have to go to the third floor. <laughs> the, and you like hopping and puffing up with them. Yeah, that's I take the elevator, which is very warm. It's very gold and very warm mm-hmm. <laughs> inside there. But um, I digress. Uh, I'm just saying, if we ever get money to beautify anything more on campus, we should look to the libraries um, here yeah. out of town. <laughs> Agreed. So if you're listening, uh, help us out. <laughs> <laughs> help us make our library old school. Yeah, there we go. Like, I've, I've been to... Um, we were driving through to St. Louis for a conference, and we stopped uh, in, I believe, Indiana. Is that where Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notre Dame or uh, colleges, and I went to their library, and
1: man, was oh, that I'm really sure that's nice. impressive.
0: Well, being who they are, yeah. it wasn't a surprise to me, but <laughs> it was, it was really nice. I mean, any of the like more Ivy League kind of mm-hmm. colleges are always. I mean, I haven't been into Harvard stuff, but. I've heard tell that it is mm-hmm. top-notch, beautiful, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The air of academia, of course. <laughs> but yeah, public libraries are also wonderful. And I like the small ones too. Coming from a small town, mm-hmm. I like the vibe. They're just like very cozy. Yes, yes, most of them are. This, mm-hmm. The funding is always a yeah, an absolutely. issue, of course. All right, so back to talking more about our buildings here. <laughs> Um, where do you like studying or do you have a favorite building? I have a feeling it's going to be Dewey because- <laughs> How did all you they are <laughs> Library science students and that's where that collection is. Um, but what is it that you like about Dewey if that's your favorite library? I don't want to oh, make any assumption. It
1: definitely is.
0: <laughs> I just like, like how quiet is in there. Um, I, the atmosphere just like very puts me at ease and I feel very calm in there. it might be the stained glass I don't know but I just feel like I get very like into the zone of homework there there's a lot of distractions at the (laughs) the main library that's fair Um, but I know we studied a couple there um, last semester and I feel like I got a lot of work work done it was just just like a really nice environment
1: yeah Joanne and I spent a few days together last semester like hours and hours together um, working on our finals but it's just a really lovely space I second everything that you say it's very it's quiet it feels almost like because it's so much smaller than the other libraries it feels very manageable i don't know i like mm-hmm. the more um like the cozy feel that it has and the stained glass windows really help with um, the aesthetic it makes me feel like i'm really doing some important work
0: and they have that zen corner still too with the, the mobile i think yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so there you go. we don't have a zen corner here uh, uptown so they have that going for them down downtown Uh, I'm
1: a little jealous. Uh, Is there a
0: favorite
1: spot that you like to study when you're down there? I have a favorite spot that last semester I dragged Joe into it every time. Um, It's just a specific table. It has a bookshelf behind it so that nobody can be behind you. I don't really like when I'm studying for other people (laughs) to see what I'm doing, I guess. no cheating. Yeah, or, or just, like, <laughs> for them to be, like, oh, my God, she is really a slow typer. Like, she's been here all day, and she's only typed two paragraphs. So I like that, and it's also very close to an outlet, the mm-hmm. most critical piece. Is that now your favorite spot, too?
0: I, yes. <laughs> I went over there. It's, and it's, you're, like, kind of, like, tucked away. I uh, like that. Um, and I did, I had to the outlet, but I brought my extension cord and then I sat on the ground for a little bit. I made her sit on the
1: floor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know she if it should like, be your favorite spot. So I was like, no.
0: I was like, i got to stretch my legs out a little. I'm fine on the floor. However you're comfortable. I've seen some weird study things occur with folks, so I don't I don't judge. <laughs> we, um, we had an assignment for one class last semester. And I, we had to use physical books, so I was in the stacks. I just, like, dropped my stuff in the aisle. I have, like, my laptop and papers out, and I'm just like... I don't even. Just let me know if I'm in the white people, but like I'm not moving. This is where we're sitting. <laughs> that is fair. Now I've talked to several undergraduate students um, on the show, and off. of course in person, I interact more with undergraduate students than graduate students. Are there resources that, as graduate students, you would recommend to anybody to use here at the library that you've utilized a lot, or maybe may something
1: you've only utilized once but wish you used more? That's a good question. I think it might be a little more complicated for us to answer because we have been students predominantly during the pandemic where yeah. we weren't able to be on campus to utilize all of those resources. But I would say for being remote as much as we were, I found that all of the online resources have been incredibly helpful. Um, the website has been easy to use. I've been able to access anything I've wanted um, digitally, which has been incredible. So those would be I guess the biggest plus for me, I'm, now that we're back physically in person, I'm trying to take advantage more of what we have on campus though.
0: Awesome, and how about you, Joanne? Yeah, the same, because I didn't do my undergrad here, Um, and so when Mm -hmm. I started, I wasn't really aware of what the, specifically, student libraries offered. Um, But this semester, I definitely, or sorry, last semester and this coming semester, I will be using the physical aspect more I found the um, reserve, reserving online, I think is a good tool especially for online students because my program is primarily online um, and I find I was using that more in grad school. Um, so I think undergrad, if you can't find it here, um, SUNY Albany can help you find it somewhere else um, I definitely think we should take advantage of that.
1: Is there a resource that you think should be highlighted more? Subject librarians. Okay.
0: <laughs> so if you don't know who your subject librarian is, uh, especially as graduate students, um, connecting with them at least once um, over your course of study, just to see like the guides that they have to offer, any resources that they suggest to use during your studies. Um, I believe the librarian is Abby Adams mm-hmm. for yeah. library science. So you've met her. Awesome. Um, so yeah, definitely subject librarians utilize that um, resource, uh, and just us in general, like the, <laughs> people the should talk to us. The page too. Yes use the citation page. Yes, it's absolutely. It's been a very big help. Even, even in grad school, I still have not always mastered the finites of citations, especially because I've been using a lot of APA, whereas an undergrad I use Chicago. So I still am learning citations. So I found the website very helpful. You know, it's a never-ending battle with that. And since you both are going to be librarians, like, I could tell you, I you know, I've been in this profession for a while now, and I... I don't have any of that memorized. I have to go and look when I'm writing papers and, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure I cite everything correctly. Um, So it doesn't end. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not going to be a master of all. Uh, There's going to be very specific things that people have questions about that you're going to have to point people to. Uh, It is probably one of the top, probably in the top five questions that we get about citation help. Uh, because that work is usually graded, mm-hmm. um, we, we have to be able to point people at least in the right direction to get assistance.
1: I love citations. I don't know if that's because I'm, like, a deeply boring person. but <laughs> No, I that doubt has, that. That has always been one of my my favorite parts. Um, when I was an undergrad, I worked in, like, a writing studio, and that was kind of my specialty. I, I don't know what it is about citations. It's probably the minutiae, but that. That's something
0: that I derive a lot of pleasure from. How do you feel about the, the when they update the editions?
1: I think it's silly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, d- I don't really mind it. It's something new to learn. Yeah, I believe you did a you did a meme about one yes. of those. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> APA six and seven, I believe.
1: There's like I could make memes about <laughs> citations all day.
0: <laughs> we look to to see more of those maybe in the spring. <laughs> I just look at papers I wrote in previous classes and. Models how I did the citation there, so they could totally be incorrect. But yeah. I'd be happy to
1: look at any for you, Joanne.
0: It is. I will say it is difficult, um, especially since databases will generate. Like um, I know EBSCO will generate. Um, Citations, They're even not those always aren't correct, correct. Though, Yes, not. absolutely. That's what I tell folks all the time. I'm like, you can definitely put it down, but make sure that you go and use a guide to just check to make sure that it's all. Sometimes they don't put italics in when they're supposed to, periods or commas or vice versa. Yeah. I know API, you don't write out the person's first name. You just use the first initial, and sometimes they write out the first name. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, why are you putting this as APA or Chicago if it's not correct? It's like, why are you trying to trick people? That's not nice.
1: That's why I'm here, to fix their mistakes. (laughs) There you go. So
0: if anyone from EBSCO is listening or any other database. I'm coming for your job. (laughs) Fix your stuff. For everybody's sake, it'll be helpful. As a follow-up to the question I just asked, uh, are there things that you wish you would have known about the libraries? Upon using them for the first time, it might have been just me, but I didn't have um, the whole uploading printing money down. Ah, and I was trying. Not just you. I was trying to use it, and it was like I was rushing, so I was already like angry. And then I'm like, why isn't my card working? Um, but I definitely think that was one thing I should have prepared more for that. The beginning semester, making sure I'm printing money, um, putting it on correctly. Um, understanding. And I figured out where to print very easily and how to do it, but um, that was...
1: I'm glad I'm not alone in that because that was what I was going to say, too. I definitely had some moments of panic of, like, how how do I print? Wait, I need to load money onto this card. Um, and I think maybe because we're in grad school, it seems more solitary sometimes. Like, like, when you're an undergrad and you're living on campus and you have a roommate and you have friends, if you have an issue, you can just kind of go to them. And... I know I should have just gone to a librarian, but I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Um, so printing, but we actually, we made a reel, right? Earlier there in the semester. a reel
0: up there. I'd like to make more, maybe a fun, a more fun one than
1: what we have up there.
0: But yeah, it was our very first reel.
1: Is a that thing. a common problem, would you say? That like, undergrads and graduate students, um, they have the stumbling block of, block of not knowing how to print?
0: It is... Yes. is the number one question I get when I'm at the desk, unfortunately. I, I wish I was answering more <laughs> research questions, but usually it's helping people figure out how to print, um, whether it be putting money on their cards. Or, um, in my or, case, the printer wasn't even on, so they are like, <laughs> oh, it's not on, and they press the button, and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot of that as well. And it's, there is some confusion for folks that either transfer in or are graduate students then go to undergrad here, because a lot of other SUNY's do have that um, print quota system, they don't do the pay-as-you-go. When I, my undergrad, we, I'm assuming it was part of our tuition, the money was put on, yep. and then if we ran out, we just put more on, we put it on ourselves. So that's why I think I assumed the money was already on the card, and so I'm yeah. scanning it, it's telling me no. Trust me, when <laughs> I first came here, I was also very confused because both of my alma maters, they had the, the, the quota system mm-hmm. that you had $20 at the beginning of the semester and if it ran out, like you said, mm-hmm. you'd load it on there. But maybe one day here that will change. Who knows? Um, people also get confused because um, we have the Uniprint system, so they're like, what printer does it go to? Like, Well, you can go up to any printer and release the job unless you're printing in color, of course, mm-hmm. and then there's only one spot, but yeah, it's very confusing. So anything maybe you guys can think of as ambassadors
1: to to help people understand. Yeah, that could be so, our mission this semester to clarify printing on campus. There
0: we go. We already have. See, we have ideas uh, going when we, when we get a start uh, at the end of this month. So, I'm excited. <laughs> so, something else that maybe you can share with everyone. What are some tips that you have for folks when they're coming to libraries? Uh, to prepare ahead of time to get the most out of their visit. I don't know if this really answers it, but don't hesitate to ask a librarian for help. I think a lot of people, they get nervous, they don't want to bug anyone, or they're just like, I can do it myself. They're here to help you, um, and even like as a graduate student, I still need help finding books oh, on the Oh yeah. Shelves. Mm-hmm. And so you can't hesitate to ask. Um, Come with all your materials. (laughs) Make sure you have all your stuff.
1: Um, That's what I would say, too. Um, Come with your materials, but also come with a plan. So I usually do my research beforehand, before I come here, figuring out what kind of books I think that I would like. And then once I'm actually in, um, you know, the shelves, then I can kind of see, well, what's to the left and what's to the right of it, and does it have any relevance to my project? And like Joanne said, also, don't be afraid to reach out for help, because people are literally here like that—that that is their job their job is to be here to help you and you're doing um, yourself and the professional disservice by not asking questions
0: absolutely I don't know how many times that people have come up to the desk and they're like I'm sorry to bother you and I'm like I'm here to be bothered <laughs> like, so um, I don't know if it's because sometimes we like like we look busy because you know on our downtime we will uh, you know maybe work on some of our own stuff but I'm always looking up like over and like
1: it's probably struggling. <laughs> also because we're here and we're quiet, and so it's like, I don't know, it, it might seem like, oh, this person is closed off and concentrating on something else. I don't want to interrupt them, but I mean,
0: yeah.
1: you're definitely here for helping. Yeah, so if you
0: see a librarian at the service desk, definitely go up and ask questions if you have them, because if you don't, I'm just really bored, so... <laughs> And I'm sure I could speak to some of my colleagues as well. Who we welcome <laughs> questions, especially ones if you have like in-depth research questions. Um, we want to help you out. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Some of that,
0: and have if you do plan to ask, like have your questions ready, um, or have some sort of idea so that um, the librarians can help you specifically. Um, I mean, I'm sure maybe some librarians could kind of help you create one or lead you to it. But if you have prepared material. I think that can help a little too. Oh, absolutely. And if you want to bring your laptop up, like I always welcome that too. So you can show me what it is you're looking at yeah. or what search that you've tried. Um, it does make it a little more difficult right now since we have those um, the plexiglass, plexiglass yeah. up, uh, but I, I will contort myself <laughs> trying to like, see things. Don't worry. Um, and, you know, I can swivel my screen, uh, at least here at the university library, so you can see what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, if you can show me where you're stuck um, in your research, I can 100% e- more easily help you. Um, now, of course, if it's something, a subject matter that I'm not too familiar with, <laughs> I will try my best. And that goes for just about any of us here. And um, we'll point you towards one of the subject librarians that might have more information on the subject. We'll, we'll give you their email or contact so they can help you out, too. But, uh, we, we try our best at the desk to do things on the fly. <laughs> um, and if you have, like, more in-depth questions, like, you know it's something that's going to sit down and, like, mm-hmm. be a while, don't be afraid to reach out to a librarian or make a pause appointment, the mm-hmm. one-on-one research consultations, to sit down for a longer length of time yeah. with us. Give yourself the time. Yes. Don't go in with five minutes um, and try and get it done. You're just going to stress yourself out. So give your prepare time to sit down and actually do the... Researching you What are your study styles? Are you procrastinators? Do you oh get things God. done in, in advance? I I don't really procrastinate, I guess, but things end up getting done <laughs> last minute. <laughs> There's just always something like I'm going to do it, so I start it, but then it's just like other things pop up. I have a really bad time prioritizing things. Yeah, it could be So bad. it's like, okay, I have four assignments due, which one should I start with? And then I try and start them all at the same time. And so then it's just a stressful, okay, which one do I need to just finish and then move on? So I always tell myself, I'm gonna get ahead, I'm gonna do this assignment now, get out of the way, and that just
1: doesn't happen. Oh my gosh, I that would stress me out. Um, I definitely try and get things done at least a few days before the deadline, but that's because if I don't, I will not sleep at night. I, oh no. It will make me so nervous. Um, So I really like to um, get things done in blocks, I guess. So like I'll have a day where I just do research and then after that, I'll probably pull some quotes and then I'll make an outline and then I'll start writing. Um, But one thing that leads me to have, I guess, kind of some anxiety like you is that I can't really be working on multiple things at once. I have to do one project and then move on to the next one. And so um, like last semester when Joanne and I were in Dewey for days on end it was because I was working on this one project that was 30 pages and I knew that I needed to finish all my other work in my mind before I could start this big project um that was just a really stressful time but it got done it all got done
0: yeah my study habits are really bad but you know it's it's gotten me this far (laughs) so why change now you know but See, that's good. (laughs) But
1: new year, new you, Joanne. I know, and I say
0: it every semester. I'm going to do so much better. I'm going to get way ahead of my assignments. Like, I had one paper due on the last day of the semester, last semester, and I was like, I'm going to get this done so I don't have to be, I can have time off early. No. No, I did not. (laughs) It ended up getting turned in that day. And it's more than the writing, too, a lot of the time, because I, I will always stress to folks, like, Make sure that you at least do the research ahead of time. If you're not gonna write, that's fine. We wanna procrastinate on that. Don't procrastinate on the research. Absolutely. Because if something that we don't own and you need it, you know, chances are articles are twenty-four to forty-eight hour turnaround. But sometimes it's not. Um, So, yeah, I had to request an article because I thought I had it and I apparently didn't. I had to request it. Fortunately, it was there the next day. But if it was like a physical book, I would have been out of luck.
1: You definitely have to take your time with the research because you could fundamentally misunderstand Heidegger's. The question concerning technology, <laughs> and then be at a total loss and only have a few days left to finish your project. So, I mean, take take the I'm time beforehand. Is, like, first-hand <laughs> No, this Personal. is This is totally <laughs> hypothetical. I have no idea what you're talking about. But um, yeah, research first, research well, take the time, don't rush through it. And if you do have questions, there will be people to help you at the library. Absolutely, and you know,
0: all of us librarians were once students. Um, so I can tell you, I know how it feels to wait until the last minute to do something and be in that spot. And it's not a good feeling. I remember being in grad school, I had to write a paper on social tagging and it was not something I was looking forward to. So I just like put it off forever. And then when the time came, I'm like, none of these articles work for what I need. (laughs) So it was a, you know, a rush to write it. And, you know, I didn't do too hot on it. So... (laughs) You know, lesson learned. But um, well, look
1: at where you yeah. are now. Exactly. I, you know,
0: you get there eventually, <laughs> but hopefully when you get burned once, you don't make the same mistake, mm-hmm. you know, twice. Um, so sometimes you need to do that to learn, but don't let that be you. If you're listening yeah. to this now, don't <laughs> let that be you. Um, you know, at least do an outline,
1: a research I, outline.
0: Do that. I, I, I've never done an outline. Joanne. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. I... <laughs> Because then I start, like, if I start to write the outline, I start them writing, like, what I want to do. What I find helpful is if I'm writing a paper, I start several different documents and put, like, so if I need to do, like, the introduction... Tell
1: me how now. that worked out for you. Okay,
0: it, I, <laughs> it worked, but it was kind of hard putting it back together. I had to, like, print it all, and then <laughs> it was like a puzzle. It, it worked
1: out in the end. We that. had, not to call you out too much, but we had a dilemma last semester where Joanne had about eight documents open, and then her computer stopped auto-saving. Yeah.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't really know what I lost that day, but it was not up
1: uh, So, so save, save your
0: documents. Save them. Save frequently
1: <laughs> and always have a backup in place. Well, I'm going to convince you to start outlining the semester. I think I could convert you. It's really what... In my mind, sorry to keep talking about this, but, um, like, if you do your research well, you will have such a clear idea in your mind of what your project is going to be that you will be excited to move on to the outline section. And then once you have such a good outline, don't shake your head, yeah. you, this is yeah. so true, um, then you will be excited to start writing. At least that's how I feel about it. Like, I always can tell that, okay, this section is done because I'm, like, itching to move on to the next part. Um so I think an outline is really helpful. It's a okay. fundamental part.
0: <laughs> you know, different strokes
1: for different folks. Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: <laughs> but I guess, you know, it's never too late to try something. It's not. It's never, it's never too late. I like when I'm writing things to make me feel like accomplished, especially if I have a, a, something with a lot of resources that I'm using. I'll create my work, cite it, and have everything formatted and all my citations done, and then just have my title and <laughs> so this was my title. Maybe the sections. And then my work cited. And it, that's like, you know, about three to four
1: pages already. So <laughs> it's like, The rest right. of it seems manageable then. I've yeah, already got four right? pages done.
0: Yeah, so, you know, if you start backwards, you know, or even if you write your intro and your conclusion, and then work out the middle bits, you know, with mm-hmm. stuff. I have um, a friend of mine. So she likes to uh, take all the quotes from... Uh, anything that she's highlighted and the the articles that she'll be citing, and stick those into the sections of her paper, and then she'll work from Mm -hmm. that, expanding on those concepts. So there's different ways to to navigate through your writing process, and everybody has a different way. I just type and say, well, hopefully this is what they're looking for. It's been working (laughs) out for you, seven years of school. You're doing good. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do either of you have uh, dreams of being published in library journals or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you want to go into <laughs> academia,
0: then that's great because a lot of us have to publish.
1: <laughs> I would love to be published. Um, I just, like I said earlier, have such a hard time making decisions um, and figuring out what I would want to research or what I, where I even want to start because... I have uh, a million ideas, but that's all they are. They're just ideas.
0: It happens. You have to find what you're most passionate about and then start down that as a research path. Mm -hmm. It's really what needs to happen. But I feel you on the same way. My research is all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) And how about you, Joanne? I don't necessarily hope to get published. I think maybe... As I'm further into librarianship, I'll find something that I'm passionate about that I want to. But for right now, I don't see myself as publishing
1: anything. But you know, you never know. You'll be busy being the director. Yeah. There you go.
0: I will say, admin is a lot different than being um, a, I want to say a practicing librarian. That's in the why trenches. I like the small libraries because you're a little more hands-on with, um, like the library side as opposed to I, I always call it the business side, but it's it's not. I mean, it is, but it's not. Um, Because, like, there are, like, the bigger, like, the Albany Libraries, their directors are more removed from, like, the story times or the programming. So I think the small libraries, you kind of have your hand in everything, which I like. Yeah, all hands on deck Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And Mm -hmm. that goes for a lot of smaller uh, private academics, too. Like, I know my friend who was the director at St. Rose... Um, who recently moved to back to public librarianship, which was oh, really? a really very interesting move. Um, he was at the reference desk and had to mm-hmm. do some hours just because their staff was a little smaller. Oh. So and I actually like that when um, admin gets involved because it help, I think it helps to make decisions if you mm-hmm. know what's like you have a pulse on you know what is. Mm-hmm you know, going on in your libraries uh, instead of just arbitrarily being like, well, I saw the stats.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're more connected to what's actually going on.
0: Exactly. That's why I can never see myself as an administrator. I like uh, being amongst you all. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that was probably the thing that got you into librarianship in in the first place. So why remove yourself from it?
0: Oh, exactly. So, you know, I like I like talking to people for the most part. You know, I like consider myself uh, an ambivert, oddly enough. like so, like somewhere in the middle, which is weird. And you can tell me if you guys find this true, um, that librarianship, you either have super extroverted people or really introverted people that are drawn to this field. What yes. have you seen in your classes and stuff with, with the folks that you're studying with?
1: I would agree with that. There are definitely some real, like, Loud voices and characters in the classroom, and then there are the silent, um, like uh, clearly very intelligent, but just silence.
0: Yeah, I unfortunately because it's online the program, I haven't met a ton of my classmates. Um, But just being in the profession, there are definitely the the loud, very talkative, very chatty people, Um, and there's also people that they kind of keep to themselves. They obviously love what they're doing, but you know that public speaking isn't for them. And I personally am a very big introvert, but I do find myself becoming more extroverted when I'm at the desk um, and in the library. So,
1: As a Gemini, I'm both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a Gemini moon, so... I, do you really? I don't I do. really know any of <laughs> <Do you>? so... <laughs> Astrology. But I'm a Virgo. and My son is a Virgo, so... Um,
1: What's your... Give us your big three. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: uh, my rising is
1: um, Pisces. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like oh, we're lost.
1: I'm not going into astrology. <laughs> Sorry, I I am a Gemini sun and a Virgo moon. You and oh I share. I mean, yes. pretty similar. And then I have a Cancer, Cancer rising. So we've got Earth, Water, and Air. Earth, wind and fire. Oh yeah. my so if anyone wants their charts done,
0: <laughs> Kelly can help you with your citations and your astrology chart. There, Come on down. I and the table. I love table. to get into
1: the weeds of anything.
0: Yeah. That's a good mindset to have as uh, you know future librarians. So um, we have always, no matter where what kind of library you're in, you're going to find interesting questions. Oh, um, you get the craziest things. Public libraries, I feel, <laughs> are a little. Someone called me one time. They wanted a customer service number for Target. <laughs>
1: and yeah. I was
0: like, um, okay, give me a minute. It's interesting because you know sometimes I mean, well, here at U Albany, we are a public institution, so we get a lot of community members coming as well, and we have to remember that um, not everybody has access to a smartphone or some kind of device where they can look these you know questions up themselves, mm-hmm. um, or they just don't have the skill set to go and search yeah. these these things. So it's good that we exist. for Mm -hmm. folks, I always tell um, any future librarian that's worried about librarianship like going away or librarians becoming obsolete that Mm -hmm. we will never, never, never go away. Absolutely not. We are facilitators Mm -hmm. of knowledge and the internet has created this large sea of information that is very difficult for a lot of folks to navigate, especially with all the misinformation out Mm -hmm. there. Um so there will always be a need for us just the format might change.
1: Absolutely. That's really reassuring. <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> I could
0: add a bright spot to your 2022 as you're staring down the barrel of graduation and the future, so. I know. <laughs> well, it's been lovely to talk with you both. A very nice Yeah, you conversation. as well. Uh, one of the ways that I like to end the show is by asking our guests to share what they have been reading, and that could be for pleasure or research. I know you both are big readers; you uh, are pretty much responsible for a lot of things that we have in our <laughs> new popular <laughs> reading. I went over a little crazy on that the um, uh, form to recommend. Still I was just like okay here, keep oh, on' this look good. Use that form and, and keep on submitting oh, stuff oh, because we're adding that. to it. So I <laughs> keep reading more and more. <laughs> so are you reading anything for pleasure or research at this point? Um, I just finished all my research reading and I cannot tell you. I can tell you it was all about libraries, archives, museums and converging them into one, but I can't tell you the titles they're very long. That's fine. Um, for pleasure, I am a big romance reader. Um, so I just finished The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazel. Oh, I, I want had. to read that. It was so good. I also read The Heart Principle by Helen Huang. That was really good. Um, and I am just going to start it's in my bag um, If the Shoe Fits by Julie Murphy. Ooh.
1: Did you decide to read The Love Hypothesis because you like Star Wars? Is that why? Or just because you like just, romance?
0: I'm a big romance. But I know they say don't know a book by its cover, but if it is an illustrated cover, colors, it's it's sold me already. It's it's sold me already. Kind of great that you want to go into public libraries. <laughs> I feel like you encounter a lot of romance readers at public libraries. No, unfortunately, not in the library I am in. It's
1: at the USS the, the, Slater. Slater.
0: Yep. <laughs> big romance readers there. Um, because there are a lot of it's an older population, um, but I I love romance. I'm a big you got recommendations, let me know. Or if you need recommendations,
1: I let I me do, know. yeah. Maybe that could be um,
0: a post that we do since there are so many romance books now in the popular reading collection. Because yeah, uh, <laughs> book top is really it's really taken over in romance. Oh yes. Do you so is you like straight romance or do you like like paranormal? will you add any like subgenre of romance? I do like historical fiction or historical romance. Like bias rippers? I have I have not read about it. I don't not bodice shippers but like there's a lot of like um, like, England period pieces, um, like Reformation, like yeah um. Yeah, like uh, like Bridgerton, kind of like that, oh, okay. like time. Period. So you probably like the unofficial musicals <laughs> um, for. That's a for Grammy. <laughs> I have not um. I'm not a big fantasy reader, so the paranormal stuff isn't really up my alley. It's my heart. Um, but I'm not <laughs> against reading it. There's it, there's like a bunch like on my list of my my TBR list is astronomical. But there's just always in another like romance, like temporary romance that comes out. I'm like, oh, I gotta read this first. So I will take whatever recommendations and over the, over the breaks and when I'm done with school, I'll have so much more time
1: to read. You will have to send me like your top. Your top 10, because that's a genre I really have never dabbled in. But I want to read The Love Hypothesis because I know it was based off of a Star Wars fan fiction.
0: It was was really good. I have different top 10s. There's like top 10 books I love, top 10 books that really got me into reading, that made me want to be a librarian. Um, Are you on Goodreads? Oh, I am all over Goodreads. (laughs) Well, if you want to share your Goodreads handle for folks to follow you there and see what you're reading. Unless you're embarrassed by what you're reading. (laughs) I think it's just my name. I think it's just Joanne Mulligan. All right. Well, look up Joanne on Goodreads and you can see what she's been reading. (laughs) She has a a thousand books. (laughs) That's awesome,
1: though. Okay. I've been reading um, two books right now. One is... A real downer, and the other is kind of a palate cleanser. So I'm reading this one book called Disaster Cap. No, sorry, it's called Shock Doctrine: Disaster Capitalism, um, and it is by Naomi Klein, and it's basically about how capitalism and climate change are ruining everything. Um, but it, it's a really, like a downer. it's a really good book. Um, it will make you just. A little disenchanted shame. with yeah. society. But um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I listen to that before I go to bed. And yes. then as my palate cleanser, I'm reading the third Avatar comic book right now. Ooh. Yeah. Are those set, like, during the... It's immediately after the show. So, you know, like, uh, um, basically, like, the sun is setting. Like, they've, they've defeated the Fire Lord, right? And Zuko becomes the Fire Lord. It's, it's right after that. And, it, and it's about, the first one is about finding Zuko's mom. Ooh. yeah um and now now they're kind of rebuilding society and um having you know like the fire and the earth call like the, you, there's these colonies and they're trying to get along it, it's really good oh now i'm gonna <laughs> have to pick that up because i was always so curious about what happens between
0: avatar and legend of korra so mm-hmm. like that sounds very interesting
1: that's so exactly awesome. what's happening right now Toph is creating a school for her metal benders. it's
0: I'm really enjoying it. I love this. Are you looking forward to the live action that Netflix is putting together? I like the cast choices so far.
1: I didn't... I thought that that was happening and then I hadn't heard anything else about it. So there's actually a cast. yes. They've been (laughs) announcing
0: cast members and they look... Incredible. Oh my
1: gosh, no, I'll have to look that up. Yes, yeah, so way better than the failure
0: of a movie that was done. Oh, wow. I know people have very strong <laughs> feelings, oh, oh my not God. just me. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I think that, that Netflix is doing a really great job with their casting. The, they, I think they just announced a couple weeks ago uh, Uncle Iroh, who's going <gasps> to be playing him. I can't for the life of me remember his name, um, but he looks like him
1: so it's, oh my gosh okay this is so exciting <laughs> so Are, you i be this too <laughs> uh, yeah i love avatar i discovered it in january of 2021 I know that's, like, way, way too late. I watched it as it was coming out, so now I feel really <laughs> old for some reason. It was, like, a fundamental part of you growing up, though. Like, yeah. it it just took over my mind. I couldn't think about anything else. So having these comic books has been really nice. It's been, like, transporting me back into this world that I really love. Are you more of an Avatar or Legend of Korra person? Avatar. Yes.
0: Avatar. Don't get me wrong. Legend of Korra was really wonderful and the things that they did in it. But uh, Avatar is where I started, so. I guess I have to check out Avatar.
1: Yes, absolutely let's do <laughs> it.
0: And, and people get confused, and they'll say, "This anime? It's not. It's not an anime. It's it's, it's an American, American. cartoon." <laughs> um, though it has kind of an anime, anime style, stylistically, people get well. That's it's a beautiful situation.
1: story about finding yourself and your friends and saving the world. And it's not just for kids. You oh know, know. no, no. I, I think my a lot of adults
0: watch it. So she'll or Kelly can tell me. Where to start? I'll tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix, so okay. just and they're only like what half hour, mm-hmm. like yeah. So just uh, in between your studies you know, this coming semester. <laughs> It'll be a good
1: way to stop you from shedding tears this semester. You'll be like, oh, my God, I think I could cry. I have so much work. Let me go watch Avatar. do
0: that um, during the rest of the intercession this month. Yeah. <laughs> Binge watch, it. watch Avatar. It'll be a nice uh, fireside yes. thing to do. So, oh, boy. Um, so I'm reading uh, Where the Drowned Girls Go by Shanann McGuire, uh, it's part of the Wayward Children series, which starts. The first book is called Every Hearted Doorway. It's like a novella kind of thing. Yeah. And it's basically um, the premise is what happens when children that go to w- other worlds, kind of think like Alice in Wonderland, when she comes back from Wonderland and all those kind of places, what happens to them after? You know, they're fundamentally oh, changed. Cool. They've been to these fantastical worlds. A lot of them are yearning to go back because Mm -hmm. it wasn't their choice to leave necessarily. So the series kind of explores what happens to these kids, and they stay at this home for these wayward children um, with other kids that have been to all these different fantasy worlds.
1: That's such an interesting concept.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of cool how she's navigating through the series. So one book will be like kind of them in the like Present. Some of them will go back to tell the story of the children when they were in these worlds, and then it'll bounce back to you know present day again with what's going on. Like so, it's and they're very short, so they're not like they're you can get pages. them for the personal collection, and I can take them out of the library. I Maybe I will suggest <laughs> that those are bought because they're they're really good. Anything actually by uh, Shannon McGuire, I highly recommend. If you know, you have to kind of like fantasy, though. It's more urban fantasy-ish. I don't dislike fantasy. It's just not... It's Top. not my preferred genre. I have read... Um, some I have read fantasy, so... <laughs> I I read one for... I did the Barnes & Noble Teen Book Club for a while before COVID shut it down, and you read one fantasy. And I'm not going to think of the name properly, but it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... um Oh, It was Hossa Faisal, if I'm pronouncing her her name correctly. Um, I don't think I'm... Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't Six of Crows. No. That is the best <laughs> fantasy <laughs> book on the
1: planet. Oh, my gosh. Does Kelly have an hour to talk about it? I, oh, I would do my own podcast series You about like that. your heist, your heist Love so a raised. heist. Love a found family. Oh. <laughs> love a found family. Have fun. you read Six of Crows? It, you know, it's in
0: my TBR... I tried to start with um, Shadow and Bone. Uh, No,
1: no. it's (laughs) so bad.
0: (laughs) I know it's all part of the Grisha verse, and I know that the the television series like brings in characters from Six of Crows, um, which I I also am struggling with the the TV series to get into that. I'm hoping because
1: Shadow and Bone is bad. It's not good. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But Ben Barnes is beautiful, and it's a
0: duology, right? It's it's yes. Okay, so. Sons of uh, of Liberty was a great miniseries. <laughs> Side note: There's some strong uh, feelings in here, but Six Crows is in the collection courtesy of Kelly's suggestion. Please so read of Six Kelly. of
1: Crows. Please read Six of. Crows.
0: <laughs> so if you need something to you know finish up the uh, the intercession with, it's probably a quick Six read once Pro. you get
1: going. So. Oh yeah, you won't be doing anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> Um, So
0: I lied when I said this was the
1: last question I was
0: going to ask because I forgot to ask one fundamental question. What is the best thing about being a library ambassador?
1: I'd say now that we're back in person, just getting to meet the other library ambassadors and developing relationships with them, collaborating on making content. So doing reels or even this podcast has been really great. Um, I've had a lot of fun.
0: Wonderful. And Kelly's an OG, so she knows the, the dark times before when we were only online. Yeah,
1: I'm <laughs> so happy we're in person now. Me too. And what about you, Joanne?
0: Definitely the people. It's been fun meeting. This is kind of the first time I've met people in grad school in person because my classes were online. So it's really fun to meet people, um, learn how to get people into the library um, and do fun ways to do it instead of just kind of like, oh, come on in. Here's our resources. We're doing fun Things, silly ways to help people, but definitely the other ambassadors make it a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And you guys are a wonderful group, so I'm appreciative. Thank uh, you. And I'm looking forward to all the things you'll do in the spring um, when we all return for the, that semester. Um, and Joanne, again, I'm going to give you kudos because if you want to see Joanne in action, she has a reel oh. up on Instagram <laughs> That's actually done... Yes. Really, really well. Um, it was actually shared by the graduate schools. So. Oh wow! Uh, the, it's up there. I'm famous. You
1: are famous. You said <laughs> I. W-
0: I will do anything. I will act a fool, however you want,
1: just I say, for the library. I and I for libraries, I will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> we have to know your big three. I. I need to know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Like, yeah, we'll do her chart
1: later. Yeah. I know I'm
0: a Sagittarius, <laughs> but like that is that's about where my knowledge. We'll see. We just needed birth time, and we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> all right, so thank you both again for sitting down with thank me, you. too. Yeah, thank you. Um, hopefully, we'll have you on again. Maybe if you have professors that you like talking to, mm-hmm. you can sit down with some folks, uh, but I would love to do that
1: with you. Yeah, we have a professor in mind, that We might interrogate. <laughs> okay, well, maybe next you know,
0: in this in semester for the rest of the season. Uh, look forward to that, maybe. As uh, to all our librarians with lattes listeners, thanks for sticking with us. As always, I'm Amanda Lau. I'll catch you next time. And if you haven't been to the libraries lately, what are you waiting for? (laughs) We hope to see you soon.